Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is episode number 26 coming at you. I decided to give Ross the week off, so you are stuck with me for the next 20 or so minutes. If you haven't yet, go to coachpots.com, sign up for the newsletter. Why? Because that's the best way for me to get out all this juicy information that I'm loving sharing with you folks. Today, during the episode, we're going to talk a little bit about movement screening, whatever's on my mind, and also give you some updates in the uh, quote-unquote home improvement that I'm doing to that gym that I'm building out in River Forest. So, Home and Body Improvement Show, coming at you. What is going on, folks? Just another day in paradise over here. I uh, definitely can feel the fall coming on. It's the weirdest thing. Like today, it's right now, it's about 74 degrees. It's the probably some of the nicest weather we've had all year. I mean, there's been a couple weeks here and there, but nonetheless, like today, a day like today is just absolutely perfect. But of course, it was 50 degrees when I woke up this morning. So you know that fall is in the air, man. It's cold weather's coming. So enjoy it while it's here. That's why I tell everybody. I hate to bring people down by saying things like enjoy it while it's here, but that's how I feel about the whole thing, man. If it's here, take advantage of it, you know? Don't be sitting around, you know, playing your Xbox, staring at the ceiling, you know, thinking, conspiring, you know, to take over the world indoors. You need to be doing that stuff outdoors. So I don't know how you do with the Xbox, but, you know, get a book, go sit in the park, man. Sit on your front lawn, you know, get a blanket chill out enjoy the sun get some rays man 74 degrees Ugh, those days are the i mean i think it's like that every day in california which is why people like to live out there you know aside from the earthquakes and the crime and the drugs but other than that man the weather and the smog obviously but this weather is perfect out in la man so yeah just to like west coast in general i don't know i've been cooped up in the mid-east or mid-east the middle the middle west what am i talking about i've been cooped up in the midwest for so long and i don't want to say cooped up because i do like chicago and i do like you know the midwest area and stuff but i'm talking about like mountains and weather and oceans like there's no substitute for that and you definitely don't get that i mean lake michigan's nice but it's definitely not an ocean what am i talking about i bet you guys want me to shut up already don't you ross isn't here i gave him the week off we were going to do it last night and i just said pal don't worry about it man I'm going to mail it in by myself tomorrow. Oh, mail it in. Uh, I'm going to record it tomorrow by myself, and uh, we can pick up where we left off. Um, I had enough to talk about by myself that I just didn't need Ross this time. And uh, 25 episodes in gives you an opportunity to reflect. Is this podcast where I want it to be? No, I thought we would be chasing Joe Rogan for the top spot, you know, right up there with, um, what do we say, one of the top podcasts downloaded up on iTunes, I think Spotify would have reached out to me, and I'm not saying a hundred million dollar contract like whatever Joe Rogan got, but like you know, fifty million would have been nice. But uh, at this point, I'll take fifty people and combined listens. That's two listens per episode. But you know, life is like that, man. If you want to build something, you know, like Rome and stuff, that didn't happen overnight. You gotta put your time in, and that's what I'm doing, man. I'm practicing on the podcast. And uh, me and Ross, we're going to hit our stride, and pretty soon it's going to be like, um, what's it, Kathy and Hoda, or what's, what's that? that, those two drunk ladies on, uh, on Good Morning America, one of those to the Today Show, you know, Kathy Hoda, drinking wine, getting 
Schloss talking about the, you know, the ongoings of their life that, I mean, honestly, you wouldn't care, but the truth is you probably don't have much else going on in your life if you're paying attention to Hoda, if that's her name. But that's kind of a, a reflection. I think, like, if you are watching TV and you see a lot of commercials for, like, uh, in a wreck, need a check, or, like, you know... You could go to online school and check out DeVry. Like, like they, they're, they're targeting you, man. They know that are, have you been, do you have mesothelioma? You know, do you want to sue somebody? Uh, that's when uh, you shouldn't be watching TV. You should be at work because those commercials are for people who are out of work or really wacky schedules. And um, that's how you know things aren't going quite right, man. When, when you're watching TV and it's all injury lawyers trying to get your business, you know. Uh, you need to be watching. I, I don't. I don't know what good commercials are, but I don't. I'm really disappointed with that's on TV, man. I'll be honest, man. I I kind of just wait for Netflix to come out with something new. I've been watching Ratchet, which is perfectly fine with me. A couple new episodes of Shit's Creek. Whoops! Now I got to make this explicit content on this podcast. But Shit's Creek is just a phenomenal show. I don't know. It's nice. It's the difference between like, do I want my 20 minute fix or my 45 minute fix? I think Netflix Netflix figured it out, man. They make their episodes about you know for the documentaries too for like you know 45 50 minutes which is enough for me to eat a meal and kind of decompress 20 minutes goes by pretty quick sometimes i crush two episodes um it just depends let's just put it this way netflix knows what they're doing and uh, there's not much on tv otherwise so but i didn't i didn't i didn't want to do this podcast so i could talk about netflix because i talk about netflix a lot I did it because I wanted to talk... Well, let's talk initially about movement screens, and then I will tell you some updates for my gym in River Forest, and then we'll come back next week with Ross, hopefully. And uh, depending on how well this goes, maybe I'll just peel off like Justin Timberlake and uh, go solo, you know, just like Bobby Brown, you know, just make my own career out of this whole thing. I don't need anybody. Just like, you know, like if Simon and Garfunkel just became Garfunkel, like Paul Simon kind of did that, right? Uh, Eddie Van Halen died. That's kind of sad. Of throat cancer, which, you know, nobody wants to die of cancer, period. But you feel like throat cancer and lung cancer and some of these cancers are a little bit more avoided, you know, possibly more avoided than others. I'm assuming uh, it was somehow tobacco-related. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong many, many times. I've probably been wrong five times during this podcast already. But uh, movement screens. What is a movement screen? I initially learned the functional movement screen when I first became a trainer at Crunch, um, which is a gym chain. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's one, I think it was the, the two cool guys, the Will Ferrell uh, movie, you know, Chris Kattan. And they were always bobbing their heads and stuff. And there's a scene where they were at Crunch Gym and the guy was like, hey, man, I don't want you to go through this world with underdeveloped triceps and lats, you know, like you have to focus on those areas. Um but anyway, that gym, Crunch, is a real gym. There was a chain. There used to be five of them in Chicago. Now there aren't any. And that's where I got my start. And one of the first things I learned was called the functional movement screen because it was part of our onboarding process for any new uh, member that joined. And, you know, that's the deal when you join a corporate gym. Uh, it's their opportunity to sell personal training, but it really is your chance to kind of see what personal training is all about, but kind of get a baseline assessment. So if they offer a free assessment at any gym that you sign up for, I highly recommend checking it out. This one in particular was the functional movement screen, which is probably, it, I'm, it has a lot of staying power. Uh, people still talk about it, still promote it. And that was, man, when did I get my certification? At least 10 years ago. 
So 12 years, yeah, about 2007, 2008. Anyway, it was big back then. It's kind of still relevant now. Uh, am I a fan of it? I don't know. Like, you know, I when I worked at a private club downtown, uh, the screen, you know, there's seven or, it's somewhere between like seven and nine uh, functional movements that you're supposed to do. And most of the senior clientele I dealt with weren't even close to being able to do half of those. So it kind of makes the screen you know, irrelevant. Some would say it makes it more relevant, but you know, if you're like you're trying to do a deep squat assessment and somebody's having trouble standing up out of a chair, yeah, you're kind of limited in what you could do. So, um, and a lot of people come to you with just specific goals. Hey, man, I want to lose 50 pounds. Well, you know, doing correctional exercises to help your, with your pelvic tilt may help in the long run, but is it going to get you any closer to your goal? Eh, not if your goal is specific to lose 50 pounds. So, uh, so movement screen in particular, you know, the functional movement screen, great cook. Um, I love it. They talk to him, they talk about him like being the, the you know, the hillbilly of the fitness world. He kind of has this man. You, are you, if you, how are you gonna load? You can't load dysfunction. All right, you gotta get functional first before you put a load. You know, I've heard him speak at uh, several, uh, several seminars, but he's kind of he's he's kind of funny. He's got this goofy mustache. Pretty sure, yeah. Um, which mustaches, man? I don't know. Made a comeback. Not a fan. Uh, I had one for a while. I had a mustache and a bald head for a while, but that was for about a week, and that was just because I was intentionally trying to be a jackass. Anyway, do I think uh, movement screens are good? Yes, I think they are. They serve a time and place. I think they're for the relatively deconditioned, meaning not severely deconditioned, and the relatively... um, let's say, you know, athlete who's trying to like, you know, fine tune. So I think you can get really, really in depth with all movement screens. Um, and so like you can do, you know, like gait analysis and, um, you know, um, muscular imbalances, reciprocal inhibitions, you know, identifying the lowest or the, the, just the, 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 the overactive versus the underactive muscles, all that kind of thing. And, you know, you can really pinpoint and target stuff. But I've, I've found in, like, let's say the real world how much application that it ha- does it have. It's supposed to have a lot. But the truth is, you know, someone can have a semi, you know, uh, let's say underperforming pelvic tilt and still get through life, you know, and still have a pretty happy, healthy, long life even though their hip flexors are tight. I don't know. So is it something that's super important? I would say if you're coming off of... Uh, period of where you haven't worked out in a long time or you're new to a gym or somebody offers it to you for free uh, check it out because it is kind of an interesting thing to see how you move i did one today so i work next door to a golf pro he does it for all his clients for their onboarding you know he charges a lot of money for his uh for his lessons but you know when it comes to golf it's pretty specific and if somebody says hey you pay me x amount of dollars and i'll improve your golf game i mean that's kind of a you know quid pro quo man and a lot of people will fork over the cash because they know exactly what they're gonna get uh, when it comes to fitness and stuff i wish it were that simple um because the only the only difference is you know with him he's probably teaching them stuff they don't know or stuff that they can't see for themselves with a guy like me someone says hey i want to lose 50 pounds and i keep using that as an example but let's say somebody's like you know i want to break a seven minute mile well you could probably find a good running routine on the internet and you could probably figure out what it takes to break a seven minute mile and most of that's going to take a lot of dedication uh, a lot of routine uh, meaning doing the same stuff over and over again and uh, consistency and occasionally making some you know hard runs and some uh, not so hard runs but uh it's it's 
you could figure it out if you really wanted to. Sometimes when you hire a coach, you're just hiring for accountability, somebody to check with, somebody to like, kind of push you along, you know, answer your questions, keep you motivated, and that's what I do, man. I motivate people. I move them along. You know, I take them from point A to point B. So if you need me, I'll sign me up and I'll. I'll get you to point B in a hurry with a foot in your ass if you don't do it right. Anyway, uh, but like golf pros and stuff like that, you know, they can definitely pinpoint, oh, this muscle's underactive. You should do these things. And if you do these things, we're going to help improve your golf game. But most trainers and um, physical therapists and, you know, uh, golf pros, tennis pros, they'll give you homework to do knowing full well that may, full well that maybe 50% of the people will actually do it. But do they, does that stuff help? Yes, it does. And, but you got to be consistent about it. Meaning when I say, when they prescribe corrective exercises, stretches, uh, any kind of routine to, uh, help you know, with your deficiencies, does that stuff help? Absolutely, it does. But you do have to do the work, and most people just don't, man. I mean, if somebody wasn't standing over there with a clipboard and a stopwatch, a lot of times they're not doing it. You know, that's and that's another reason people sign up for uh, those lessons. It's like, well, I'm paying money. I might as well get something out of it, right? But if you're if they're expecting you to be motivated on your own, you would have done it on your own. You know, so movement screening, FMS, great cook. Good system. I'm thinking about implementing it into my new gym, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, I think it's a great, you know, baseline assessment. It's something you could definitely do a couple months down the road after you've been moving, um, hopefully proficiently. And uh, the thing about those screens, though, they're always going to find something wrong. So don't ever think you're going to take a screen and be like, "Whoa, we need to redefine this screen because that was so great." They're always going to find something wrong. That's their opportunity to sell whatever it is they're trying to sell. You know, personal training lessons. Um, routines, whatever it is. So uh, check out the movement screens. Uh, keep it in mind. I think the best movement uh, screen screening exercise, let's say, would be the overhead squat. You can identify a lot of what's wrong with people and the way they move if you look at the overhead squat. So get good at the overhead squat. And you know how you get good at overhead squats? Do overhead squats. That's kind of how I adjust a lot of that stuff. Anyway, let's move on. So I'm building this gym in River Forest. It's going extraordinarily well. My latest project is I ordered a squat rack that folds into the wall, but I had many hiccups along the way. And it's just a reminder that no matter how much time you budget for a project, you might as well multiply it by three. Because I thought, honestly, this gym would take about a month to build out. You know, and that's about, you know, six to eight hour days, four or five, six days a week. Maybe not six days a week, but definitely, you know, four or five days a week. Some good long, hard days that put in there. You know, I'll probably knock it out in a month, no problem. Well, we're at two and a half months, going on two months and three weeks. And today, for instance, I had a project where I was just mounting a rack to a wall, you know, some hardware, um, uh, just a couple of nuts and bolts. Uh, it shouldn't have been too crazy. It took me approximately somewhere between eight and 10 hours, about five hours yesterday, about five hours today. I screwed a couple things up. The directions weren't very good. Initially, I tried to hang it on one wall. Somehow, some way, I don't know. I still don't know. I couldn't drill through the concrete. I just, and I'm, maybe you reached the rebar. Well, maybe, but it was out of the eight holes I drilled, I could only get one of them to go through. So don't tell me it was eight holes of rebar, you know, unless I'm like the most unlucky guy in the world. Um, I think it's something in like a steel plate in the foundation, which I did not 
not have the proper drill bit for. Um, definitely nicked up my hands. That's another crappy thing about, you know, not necessarily being in a hurry, but not really having much experience with this type of thing. Is like when I'm, you know, monkey wrenching with stuff, I'll drop the wrench, I'll hit my foot, I'll, I'll bang my head off of something, I'll cut my hand. Uh, and the hand cuts are the worst thing because I still cook every night and getting a little lemon, bit of lemon juice in there, man, that is not, that's not a, a, a rumor, okay? That hurts a lot. So um, don't pour lemon juice into your wounds, man. That is brutal. Forget salt, man. Lemon juice. Oh, you know, that'll wake you up in the morning. That's for sure. But uh, what have I been doing? Well, I, I mounted that rack to the wall, but I had to go. And it was another thing, too. I listened to this professional. Uh, if I had to do it again, I would have done things way different. You know, he had recommend putting a header board on there. Um, but, you know, I had bought this thing uh, that was essentially, you know, the, served the same purpose as a header. It was called a stringer. It was a metal stringer. But I was going through metal studs, which are usually just flat up against the drywall and are typically just there to hold the drywall in place. And uh, these are not very strong studs. I wanted to toggle bolt it. He said, no, don't do the toggle bolts. You know, do the header with this. So... I didn't do the toggle bolts. I kind of wish I would have. I kind of wish I would have put, I don't know. Anyway, the thing is up and it's stable and it looks good and it's almost 95% functional. There's like one pin that you're supposed to be able to put in there to steady it out and I kind of couldn't quite figure it out. And uh, in order to pop one of the screws through, I just took a hammer and started whacking it. And I'm pretty sure I stripped the screw, which makes it impossible to put the nut on. Um, but other than that, you know, I think it looks good. Um, start using it. That's the problem with exercise equipment. You can spend all day putting it together, but if you don't use it, what's the point? So I still have, a, and I made a list of the projects that I still have yet to do. And they're not all projects. Some of them probably take me 10, 15 minutes. Some of them might take all day, but it was 28 things long. So, well, not 27 now that I got that rack up, but 27 more things to do. So, I've finally resigned myself to the fact that it's pointless to try and get all of this done in a short period of time. I should pick one project, try to knock it out that day. If I do, it's a win. If it's not, then I come back the next day and do it. Uh, don't try and take on too much at once. Uh, slowly build this thing, slowly put this together. Because at the end of the day, it's like, enjoy the process, man. Like it's not about, it's the, it's gonna get there eventually. The gym itself is, I mean, what is lifting weights period? It's just barbells and dumbbells, right? Doing some resistance training. Sometimes all you need is body weight stuff. All the other fancy crap is cool to have and fun to use, but it's not necessary to get in optimal shape. So I need to just start working out and using the, the equipment that I already have. Uh, I will say this though, man, we did hire a professional to kind of, um, you know, he, the thing about professionals, we had to consult him essentially because we need to put a hole in the wall so we could build a door so we have an emergency exit. Not going to tell you where though. Uh, that's a secret. But anyway, guys like that can just answer questions off the top of their head because they've been doing it for so long. And me, I would Google at least one source, maybe two or three, take like what I think would be the best answer or how that applies to the situation, you know, try it, mess it up, try it again, maybe mess it up a second time, third time I've got it, cool. You know, so that's why it takes me so damn long to do a project. To hang that rack probably should have took an hour or two. Uh, it took me about 10 hours. I screwed a couple things up. The directions were terrible. I put a one piece on that I shouldn't have. I should say I was building it out first, and then I put these headers on, and that the, one of the pieces should have went on the header. And I had to kind of like 
do essentially brain surgery with a nut and bolt. I was very proud of myself that I was able to do that, but it took a long time to kind of feed the nut through with some channel locks and then get the bolt to line up properly. Well, and then I forgot to put on one of those uh, washers. And oh man, it was just one thing after another. But at the end of the day, I have a rack that folds. It's in my gym. It looks good. It's functional. I'll be using it a lot. So I'm very happy with that. I think that's money well spent. It's hard to have a home gym uh, if you don't have a rack because there's so many exercises you could do out of a rack. They seem a little, how would you say, superfluous or possibly just part of the landscape. But no, the truth is with a good solid rack, now you don't need a million dollar rack unless you're lifting a million pounds. But, you know, you know, doing back squats, bench press, um, just, you know, even just changing the weights, uh, having a cage, having safety arms if you're going to do heavy weight, uh, all that stuff makes a huge difference. And it's stuff that you can't really substitute. You could get these movable squat racks, but I've seen people tipping those over. I mean, there's nothing worse than doing a squat and then trying to put it back in one of those movable squat racks and it just falls over. And all of a sudden you're just standing with a heavy barbell. It's like, what's the point, pal? So uh, another thing too is um, space is a premium. So having the ability to fold back this equipment uh, is definitely something that I was looking for. My goal is to have all of the weights off the floor. So whether they be on a shelf or hanging on the wall or in my you know, emergency closet, which we're soon to build, because um, space is always a premium, especially in the area that I have. So proper planning would have done me a lot better had I not known had I known that the, the concrete wall couldn't be penetrated, that would have saved me a couple hours right there. Uh, talking to the professional, even though he gave good advice and he was able to crank out an answer uh, in a couple seconds, sometimes you got to go with your gut, you know, because at the end of the day, you have to live with whatever it is you're doing. And um, I didn't agree with what the advice he gave me. So there you go. Maybe I'm just getting so good that I don't need professionals anymore. But I don't feel like talking anymore. I know uh, vice presidential debates are tomorrow. Boo. Uh, Bears are playing Thursday. Yay. Going to tune in for that. Um, been, it's been a wild time, man. It's been a wild time to live in this world, that's for sure. So I hope you guys are getting on. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. My signing out today is for me to remind you to go to coachpost.com and sign up for the newsletter. It doesn't seem like anyone's listening to this damn podcast or you're not signing up for the newsletter because I haven't had any new subscribes in a long time, man. So sign up. I always put a nice recipe in there uh, for juices or smoothie drinks, and uh, eventually it's going to be for food. Uh, I always put a workout of the week in there, a little bit of uh, ongoings with me, some pictures. Uh, it's a good newsletter. gets the job done. Uh, always a link to this podcast, so you never want to miss one of those episodes. But uh, my dog's going nuts, so I'm going to sign off. Anyway, go to CoachBots.com. Oh, leave us a five-star review, you know. It's not really for me, it's for Ross, man. He loves those pats on the back. So if you can help the poor guy out, man, on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you need to do, leave us a review, tell all your friends, share the link. It's not that hard, man. You'll figure it out. You're a pretty smart person, I have no doubt. So we'll see you in the next one. Ross will be back then. Take care.